Hey there, I'm Ashley, and I'm a proud mama of two beautiful kiddos, a wife, a health and wellness coach, and a middle and high school shop teacher. Hi, I'm Roberta, mama, wife, educator. I am an entrepreneur and homeschool mom navigating the work-family-social-life balance. Together, we will discuss various topics near and dear to our hearts, like routines, health, habits, self-care, and so much more. We think that living a healthy lifestyle is for every member in the family, from young children to adults. Everyone in the household will benefit from the Teacher Mamas podcast. If you're ready to learn some helpful tips for the whole family, let's do this thing. Well, hello. This is kind of a follow-up episode to last week's episode. So we talked about a calendar audit or a year-end review. Uh, And so this week, we're going to kind of talk about what to do with that. I mean, we did kind of talk about it last week, but we're going to talk about how to do a SMART goal going off of I mean, that was only one tool that I used was like the thing that we talked about last week, but kind of going off of that. So what is a SMART goal, right? Like you're probably, if, if you're a teacher, you've probably heard of this, (laughs) Um, but if not, it's a very good, like assumption that you probably have not, I mean, depending on what field you're in, but so SMART, what does that mean? It's not talking about like brain smart, but what it, what it's an acronym. And so the S stands for specific, uh, the M is measurable. The A is attainable. R is relevant. T is time bound. Uh, so we're going to talk about how to make these goals and how making them in your life, this like during the new year can help you actually stay on track with those goals a whole lot better than if you don't use this smart goal format. Uh, I'm also going to talk to you about all of the ways that helped me come up with the goals that I'm setting for this year. I've spent a lot of time over the last couple days kind of going over this and reviewing it. And uh, I'm going to give you some of the tips and tricks that I used for that. So before we get into that, though, we're going to try something new. And we are going to start off because Roberta and I are very into gratitude and we just love it so much and we know how much it helps us in our daily lives when I don't do gratitude during the day or in the morning or whatever it really affects how the rest of my day goes so Roberta what are you thankful for today or this week or whatever yeah so right now I'm really grateful um for the break we've had this winter break And mostly like this is the first year that I was able to host Christmas for my side of the family and, and I really enjoyed it Um, and it went really well. So I'm very grateful for that. But I think the biggest thing I'm grateful for is our favorite family dessert is French silk pie. It's been our favorite for years. We used to always get it from Baker square and then from Perkins. Um, And then we tried it from cold stone. Is it cold stone? Anyway, a a different bakery Um, and it's all good, but they're all made with egg. And so my little guy who's very allergic to egg um, could never eat it. And I would kind of have to like make sure he wasn't near it, which caused mama some anxiety. So this this holiday, I decided to try making it myself, an egg-free version. 
Um, and it actually turned out pretty good. So I'm really grateful for that. My kiddo actually ate it and liked it. So it was worth all the effort. A lot of times I'll go into all of this work making something egg free and he won't eat it. So this time he did. And um, so I'm grateful. It went really well. Nice. What about you, Ashley? What are you grateful for? I'm also grateful for this break. Uh, for all of our family and friends that we've had time to spend with. Uh, we had dinner with Roberta the other day and her family. Um, <laughs> we put this, we put a lot of um, things on our list over break. So I am learning my lesson for next year, all my <laughs> preaching that I did for before Christmas and how to only put things on your plate that you had time for. I didn't listen to myself during break. <laughs> So, um, I am going to learn my lesson for the next break that we have so that I can enjoy it a little bit better. But the big one that we had on there was the bathroom and the basement and, uh, our bathroom is almost done. We're putting trim up now. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know, uh, Matt's mom came over yesterday and helped with a lot. Uh, we took some Christmas decorations down. We got the basement, the cleanest it's ever been. We're still not done. Wow, so we congrats. Start to it. I know that was the big, another big one for us. So yeah. yesterday, yesterday was a big win. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I am grateful for today and tomorrow I'm making myself slow down a little bit before going back to work on Tuesday. So awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So before I get into what a smirkle is, I am going to talk to you about what I use, the tools and the things that I did to help me come up with my goals. So um, I did the calendar audit that we talked about last week. If you have not listened to that one yet, you should. Uh, it is a good one. I actually just finished my calendar audit a couple of days ago. So that was also very exciting. Um, and then I also did the idea that Roberta came up with at the end of that episode. Uh, and that was going through pictures from the mm -hmm. year and like picking out anything that maybe we didn't have in our calendar or it was like a, like yeah. a random thing that we did. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, went through pictures. Like it was, we had some downtime on Christmas day and that kind of stuff when you're not really going to be doing anything else. So it was like the perfect time to do it. Uh, and that was really fun going through pictures and I got them organized into different months. And then what I decided to do is my kid's birthday. So Sadie's birthday is in exactly a month from the date of this recording. And then Colton's is in about two months. So I am going to make each of them their own little, um, photo books for their birthdays through like Shutterfly or some sort of photo place like that. So that's going to be their birthday presents. I'm very excited to give it to them because they love looking at pictures. So yeah, and they'll stop asking for your phone as much. Oh my gosh. Look at pictures. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think what's interesting for me is I, I did get more out of the pictures than I did from looking at my calendar. I think I'm so minimal when I write things on my calendar, like I'll write oh, things sure. down on my daily. I'm such a snob when it comes to my journals, like, but on my monthly, I really only put down absolute like necessities that I can't forget to do. Um, so looking through my pictures, I think was more helpful in 
kind of answering some of those other pieces of the question, like, you know, did it serve me? You know, um, how did you phrase it with the energy and right? Yeah. uh, Did it? Yeah. How, how did you feel when you were doing that? Yeah. Did a good use of your time energy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, so I would actually say that the, the biggest thing that I used while I was doing this, uh, coming up with goals was I have a, and we've done a vision episode, so I'm not going to go into that, but I have a five-year vision that I wrote down. And, um, this was like a year, year and a half ago and, um, also recorded it. So, now, since it's been a year, year and a half, there's some things that I can take off of there because I accomplished this year. So that's exciting in my mm-hmm. five-year vision. Um, so I, I have to re-record it. Um, so I used that uh, and then I went through the written version and like kind of really picked through it and dissected it. And I did, I separated it out by things I accomplished this year, things that I'm still working on. So things that maybe are accomplished, but that I don't want to stop working on. But then there was also stuff where it wasn't accomplished and I want to keep working on to accomplish it. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll talk about that in a second, but, uh, and then things that I want to start working on. And so, like I said, the five-year vision is probably where I came up with most of my goals for this year. Uh, And then I also used my husband as we came up with our family goals because um, like we've been getting pretty lax around some things that we don't want to be lax around with the kids, uh, like reading stories before bed and getting in some daily Bible and prayer time and stuff like that. So we came up with some family goals for us as husband and wife, and then also with the kids. And then, uh, I'm also going to type them all up. And I actually started doing this today. I made a fun little thing in Canva with my uh, health goals, which is (laughs) the thing that I'm going to use as my example today. So, uh, and then I'm going to print that so that they are loud and clear for everyone to see and have visible daily. Um, I really like this when I go to Roberta's house, they have in their kitchen, they have like a board. Uh, and Roberta, can you tell me what your board has on it? Cause you have like certain things with goals on it. Yeah, I have some different things, but I think the specific one you're talking about, I have a, I have a kind of an old fancy picture frame that I've put, um, a piece of paper in there that I'll now replace that has a list of our family goals for the year. And I, I do use this smart um, system when coming up with those goals. So for example, like one of them was Xander will be, <laughs> okay, so Xander will be able to count to five by the end of the year. Um, I wrote that down and then he counted to five, the, like to 10 the next day. So I was like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Guess we're, we're good there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so uh, that's kind of where I got the idea for this too, is just, I like, really like how she has it visible for everyone to see all the time. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to print our family goals out. And then I'm also going to print out like my individual 
health and wellness goals, um, to keep me on track because you guys, <laughs> um, yes, I am a, a health coach. Um, but I, we've had a lot of family like surgeries and, um, healing over the last mm, two months almost. And then also holidays, right? Like by the time one of our surgeries was done, it was time for Thanksgiving. And then it was, or no, I'm sorry. It was deer hunting first. And then it was Thanksgiving and then it was Christmas and then New Year's. So I was, um, you know, and I usually do get a little more lax around this time of year because like, like spiritually for me and emotionally, like that's like what I like to do in the Christmas spirit of things. Uh, but you know, with everything going on this year with our surgeries and everything, it got a little bit more lax than normal. Um, and it has affected like my energy and that kind of stuff. So, and patience. <laughs> um, so I really want to get back on track and what better time than the new year to do that. Right. So what is a smart goal? So like I've already said, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. So I'm going to use the weight loss thing because like we talked about last week around this time of year, that is like the number one goal that people have for themselves this time of year. Yeah. All right. So as I'm going through specifically what each of these means, keep that weight loss slash wellness health in mind. Okay. So when drafting a goal, you want to try and answer the five W questions what do I want to accomplish? Okay. So for me, it's not so much about losing weight because I stepped on the scale this morning and I was actually pretty happy with where I was at. Um, however, what that probably means to me is I haven't been working out as much, so I may have lost some muscle. So I want to gain more muscle back, which for me may end up meaning that I'm gaining a little bit of pounds and that's okay. Uh, why is this important? Well, I, feel better when I do the stuff that I want to do. Um, I have more energy. I have more patience. I have, I feel stronger. I feel more confident because I feel like I look better. Um, I also want to be a good role model for my kids. Okay. So it's very important when you have a goal, you keep that why top of mind. When I made my Canva thing today, I put my why right at the top of it just to keep me reminding me every single day, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. um, who is involved? So for me, because I've been doing this for quite a while, I don't, I don't necessarily need to bring other people into this. Um, it is helpful. Uh, we do have our like monthly boot camp challenge group. So that is in there for me, I guess when I say I, I didn't need to bring other people, I meant like, I don't need to bring my husband in on it. Like when you first start stuff like this, it's usually like, you can't bring ice cream in, you can't bring the sweets in, you know, <laughs> like yeah. all you those need someone things. else to help keep you accountable. Yeah. Right. In the household yeah. usually. And it doesn't mean that they have to be working out with you or even eating as well as you want to be eating, but they can at least be, you know, trying to keep the stuff away from you. Like I said, I've been doing this long enough where I don't necessarily need that because, um, my husband doesn't bring a whole ton in. He does some stuff, but I don't bring the stuff in that I really want to eat. So, <laughs> um, so I do bring in like my boot camp group where we 
are accountable with each other. We check in every day. And then also one of my challengers reached out who has been um, off for quite a while. And she also said the same thing. She wants to get back in. So her and I are just going to be checking in with each other daily as well. Um, where is it located? Okay. So here's a big one. Are you going to be, if you're doing weight loss stuff, are you working out? If you're working out, are you going to a gym? Are you going to be running outside? Are you, what are you going to be doing for that? For me, I do at home workouts going someplace does not work for me. I need to have it like half hour and done. Boom. Like I can't have travel time in there. It, we live in the middle of nowhere. That does not work for me. Um, and so then which resources are limited or I'm sorry, which resources or limits are involved? So I already kind of talked about that. Like for me, it's really location. Um, and then also like cost, um, are you, how much are you planning on putting into what you're doing? Um, are you going to put in 20 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, a hundred bucks a month? Like, what does it look like to you? Uh, okay. So M is measurable. How are you going to measure this? Okay. So like I said, this morning, I stepped on the scale. I also took pictures because for me and everyone that I have coached has likes to buck this one. Um, but pictures are in my opinion, the most important because the scale goes up and down and your measurements can go up and down. If you're gaining a ton of muscle instead, like if, if you are at the point where you're not really losing anymore, but you're gaining muscle, your measurements and your weight probably are going to go up. And so if you are somebody who relies on that, that could be discouraging. Uh, so pictures for me are huge because that is honestly where I see the most, um, you know, like muscle tone and, and all that kind of stuff and fat loss. So, um, so what are you going to do to measure it? Uh, how much, how many, um, how will I know when it's accomplished? Okay. So you should have a, like for a lot of people, it's losing weight, right? Uh, I want to lose 20 pounds. So you'll know when that's accomplished when you've lost the 20 pounds. Right. Um, and then it's also important to have, we'll talk about this, but break that down into, because 20 pounds isn't going to happen overnight. You want to break that down into much smaller measurable things. So maybe monthly, how would you like to have that accomplished weekly? How would you like to have that accomplished? Um, all right. So achievable, usually you can answer questions like this. How can I accomplish this goal? Uh, how realistic is this goal? This is a very big one, right? Like I am at, uh, I'll just, I'll just say it out loud. Cause I don't really care. Uh, I'm six foot tall and I was at 181.8 this morning, I think. And I will tell you guys, I did Weight Watchers a long time ago and 182 was the top of their quote unquote healthy weight. And so, um, it wouldn't be it. And, I, and then, so hang on, let me back up. Okay. So that was the top of their healthy weight. So when I started Weight Watchers, I was like 220, I think. And so I, or no, it, I was 230. Cause I lost 50 pounds 
might've even been 235. Yeah. I lost 55 pounds. Um, and so that was my initial goal was just to get to 182. Um, and then I pushed it even further and I was like, you know what, how cool would it be to lose like 10 more pounds? I was happy with where I was at, but I just, I really wanted to see. And so realistically for me, that was not, it was not realistic at all. I got down to like 176 and I look back at pictures of myself now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was too skinny. <laughs> like, so I didn't even make it to the extra 10 pounds. And I already felt like that was really unrealistic for me. Uh, I would have had to be working out a lot. I would have had to be eating a lot less and I eat a lot of food. So that is not realistic for me. My 182, that top of that quote unquote healthy weight for me is good. I'm happy with that. Um, and then also, you know, achievable based on other factors like financial wise. Um, it's not realistic for you to say that you're going to go to the gym, to a very expensive gym that costs you like, you know, $200 a month. If you haven't been putting any money into your health and wellness so far, uh, it's also, not realistic for you to say, I'm going to start working out two hours a day and uh, seven days a week. When you haven't been doing anything, you are going to crash and burn so fast. Okay. So you need to keep in mind how realistic is it for you to do that? All right. Relevant R for relevant, uh, a relevant goal can answer yes to these questions. Does this seem worthwhile? Okay. So if you are just saying you want to lose 20 pounds because aunt Susie called you fat at Thanksgiving, um, maybe that's not a worthwhile thing for you to do. Your heart isn't in it. Probably you're probably just like mad that somebody called you fat. Right. <laughs> so, um, you need to have that worthwhile. Why, um, is it the right time? Okay. This is very important because right now everybody's got that new year's energy. Right. But like, look out further. Uh, do you have a bunch of things coming up? Like, are you traveling for a month, you know, on after like in February, are you going to be out of state for like a month? Maybe that's not the best time to start a, uh, weight loss goal. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, I don't know. It depends on who you are. Uh, does this match your other efforts or needs? Uh, are you the right person to reach this goal? Obviously, if you're talking about losing weight, yeah. But if you were talking about some other sort of goal, like if it was work related or something and your heart just wasn't in it and uh, you're, it's like one of those boundary things that we talked about where people are just asking you and you're just saying yes. Um, maybe this is not the right goal for you to be setting for yourself. All right. And then time bound. So usually you'll be able to answer these questions, uh, for a time to, to figure out if it's time relative to time or not. So when, when do you want to have this 20 pounds gone by? Um, for me, because like I said, I'm not really losing weight. Uh, I don't, I don't really have, mine is just an ongoing thing. I have daily goals that I'm setting for myself that I, I just am doing daily. I don't really have a specific weight 
or a specific, um, like how I want to look really like, I don't need a six pack abs. I, that's not me. I'm not that kind of person. Um, so I don't really have a, when this is just like a, I'm doing this daily because this is how I know it makes me feel. Um, now when we get closer to summer, I guess, I suppose I would say, mm, I would like to have my bikini body back by summertime. <laughs> so, um, you also want to break that down into, like I said, how can you break that down monthly, weekly, and daily? So um, right now, because I'm so far away from summer, I am just going to keep on with my daily goals. And for me, that is going to get me to my bikini body. Like I, that's just, that, that's naturally where it will take me. And I've been through this before, so I know it will. <laughs> Um, so yeah, anything you would like to add to that? And I think you did a, a great job. I think, um, you don't have to answer every single question for your goal. Like some will be relevant. Some won't be, right. um, however, being as specific as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. So even if you're saying, so in Ashley's example, um, of working out, let's say you're going to work out at home, be specific. Where are you going to work out? Well, it's going to be in a cleared space in my living room or, um, what time, you know, after breakfast or before breakfast or right after I wake up or, um, attaching a specific time and place can be just really helpful in actually making it happen. Yes. Thank you for adding that because that is a big Um, when I, when I have the girls in, in our group that I just can't, I just can't get it in the morning. I just, I don't know how you do it. Well, you know, we've gone through those morning and nighttime routine episodes. And so we give you lots of good examples in there on how to set up your night so that you can wake up in the morning to be able to fit it in. If that's when you want to do it, not everybody wants to work out in the morning. I didn't want to work Mm -hmm. out in the morning when I first started to. And then I realized "Mm, I have to work out in the morning or else it's not going to (laughs) happen. So yeah, yeah, being super specific with that. Um, and then also what are the things that if working out is really hard for you to do, what are the things that you can do to help yourself the night before to get yourself to be able to do that? Like Mm -hmm. the, the, friend that I've been checking in with. We checked in today and she's like, I'm going to set my stuff out tonight, my clothes, my shoes. I'm going to have my water ready. I'm going to have my pre-work already. I'm going to have the remote where it needs to be. And I cleared my space today. I've got all my weights ready. I've got, you know, all of it's ready. So all she has to do is wake up and there are no excuses not to do it. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Making it as easy for ourselves as possible. Cause that's the thing. We'll always choose the easier thing. We'll mm-hmm. always choose the easier option. So if we can make the thing that's really important to us, you know, if it's important enough to put in a goal, then it's got to be important enough for us to figure out how to make it happen. Right. Yeah. So, um, one thing that we've been wanting to do towards the end of the episodes is give you some modifications on how you can, 
uh, for different age groups um, and ability is how you can modify this. So I'm going to talk about, I mean, this goal was pretty specific for adults. Um, so I want to talk about middle and high school kids. And I teach a seventh grade like skills class at the beginning of the year. It's a quarter long. It's kind of like a how to be a seventh grader in the high school mm -hmm. class because they're coming from the elementary school. We don't have a middle school where I'm at. So we give them this quarter long class to try and get them used to all things high school. <laughs> and this is one of the activities that we do with them. And we kind of check in with them like three times a quarter with it. So that's the other thing too, is you don't want to just make this goal and not do anything with it, right? Like if you don't have it front and center, like I said earlier, I made a pretty thing in Canva and I'm going to post it uh, up where I can see it every day. So <laughs> if you don't have it front and center or you're not listening to it in your vision every day or whatever, you are going to start getting really lax on it. Like I said, with our family goals, we've been getting pretty, lazy about some of the stuff that is important to us. So, um, we check in with them like three times a quarter. Hey, how are you doing on your goal? Um, is, is it working? Is it not working? What kinds of things do we need to change so that we can get it to work? And, you know, they're middle schoolers and they haven't really done a whole lot of this. So we don't expect a whole lot out of them either, but it is just a good thing for them to get used to doing. So mm -hmm. one goal that one, a couple of the kids came up with this year was that they wanted to read better. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually like, I didn't even think that a seventh grader would think to come up with that and put it down. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, that's, that's great. So let's be specific. Let's make it measurable, attainable, relevant time bound. And I have a worksheet that and I can't say that I made this worksheet, but um, we, cause there's other teachers that do this class with me, we use a worksheet with them. So, um, and it explains all of the smart things on the worksheet, but you know, when they're first going through these goals, they, they don't really understand this at all. So there's a lot of, of pre-teaching that goes into this. So, you know, I specifically want to talk to them about, well, why? why do you want to accomplish this goal? Why is it important to you? Right. Going back to that. Why? Well, they had said like, well, I want to read better because I know that it's going to help me more in my classes and help me when I get to high school. And when I go to college, I'm like, okay, that's a great why. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. So who's involved in your goal? Um, I told them, you know, you might want to talk to your English teacher and see if they have some specific things that you could take home and work on. I'm not an English teacher, so I don't have any of that kind of stuff for you. <laughs> um, all right. And then, so like measurable, right. They're like, well, what do you like? How, how do I, how do I measure if I can read better? And I'm like, well, again, you might want to talk to the English teacher, actually, Roberta, why don't you give us, you know, cause you do a lot of reading goals with your kids. So how would you set like a reading goal? with a, I mean, either sure. age or middle high school. 
Yeah, I think it totally depends on on what they're wanting to improve. It could be, are they needing to improve their comprehension? Like, are they reading it but not understanding it? Um, or is it more of a fluency thing? Like the words are really hard and they're having trouble decoding. Um, so in that case, so let's go with the comprehension, right? So let's say they're reading it, they can read the words just fine, but they're not um, comprehending. So uh, a goal could be more like um, on a quiz in English class, like I will, I wanna get all the questions right or 90% or of the questions right. I wanna receive an A um, because I, I was able to get all the questions right. And then, you know, with that English teacher, hopefully learning different comprehension strategies, like looking at one paragraph at a time and figuring out, well, what is this paragraph right here telling me instead of the entire passage, go paragraph by paragraph or sentence by sentence um, and learning how to understand what they're reading. And so that could be something for, and that's really like, they'd have to get more specific about, you know, their own thing. Like, so it could be, maybe it's the beginning of the semester and they just had a quiz and they flunked it, they got zero. So that it's, okay, I wanna go from getting zero, from getting nothing to by whenever, maybe the end of the semester getting 90%. Um, and depending on the kid, that could be realistic some, or maybe it might be 50% or 60%. Um, it's finding out what's gonna be realistic, but. Yeah, and that goes right back, right into, is this goal achievable? Are they, is, is a student going to, like, if they were to say, I want to go from zero to 90% in one week, well, I would challenge that and say, I don't think that's achievable. And what happens when we make goals that aren't achievable, we get very discouraged and we want to quit, right? So we want to make sure that whatever we're setting for ourselves or whatever our kids are setting, that it is going to be achievable for them to do. Yeah. And with kids too, I think it's important. I've done this with some where it's like, we're going to set this goal right now for maybe uh, in that example, 50%. Once you get there, then we're going to talk again and we're going to come up with a new goal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and always moving forward in that direction. Right. Like, yes, our goal, our end goal is this, but it's not realistic for this time frame. So mm -hmm. let's do things that are, you know, shorter term goals rather than longer term. Right. Yeah. And um, going into, is it relevant for them? Well, yeah, obviously, because they're a student and they need to read, right? So is it worthwhile? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it the right time? Well, I would say any time is the right time to make a reading goal if the student is uh, emotionally and mentally prepared for it. Um, and that's a whole different topic, but <laughs> um, does this match um, our efforts and our needs? Yeah, I would reading for sure say, am I the right person to reach a school? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's no like financial. I think, I think we can take that question a step further though. Am I the right person to achieve this goal? Well, not by not by themselves. No, 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 they no. They can't make this goal. So it's like, am I the right person? Yes, but I'm not the only person. Right. 
And that's where it goes back to who are you going to get involved in with your goal? Yeah. So that you're not doing it by yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then time bound, you know, we already kind of talked about that, like going from zero to 90 in a week is really not a good time bound example. Maybe mm-hmm. going from zero to 90 by the end of the semester. I mean, that's half a year. So I would mm-hmm. say that would be a good time bound example. Um, and then also breaking that down, what can I do monthly, weekly, and daily to help with this time bound goal. And that would be something that I would ask them to talk with their English teacher about, because like I said, I'm not an English teacher. So having me come up with your reading goal for you is probably not the best idea, (laughs) you know? So again, getting the right people involved. Yep. Yeah. So what would you say would be a good, I mean, you kind of went over an example, but I think you had a, um, a reading example or a letter sound example, right, for elementary? Yeah, so with elementary kids, there's actually, most teachers are doing this all the time. The kids just aren't aware of it. Right. Um, and, and I would say that's true. You know, I gave the example earlier with Xander. Like, I had a goal for him to be able to count to 10 uh, or 5, um, and then he could count to 10 anyway. So, but I have these goals for my kids, at home, I would have goals for the kids at school. If kids are in special education, these goals are part of their IEP. So this yes. is something um, in the teaching field, it, it's there. If you have an elementary student, you can pretty much guarantee their teacher has some sort of SMART goal for them or for them as part of a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of, the, one of the easiest examples I could think of was with elementary students, one of the biggest hurdles we have is kids learning their letter names and letter sounds. Um, Once they know those, things can really take off quite quickly. But for some kids, it can be really difficult to get all of those. So I would make a lot of goals that would sound something like this. Student, and of course I would write their name, but student, will increase their known letter sounds knowledge from three to 15 by the end of January. By working with the teacher for five minutes, Monday through Friday, Friday, one-on-one at 10 a.m. So being specific about with who, the time that it needed to be one-on-one, um, a, a date, for our goal. Um, And that kind of held me as the teacher accountable to remember to get that time in every day. I also worked as an intervention teacher. So that's kind of where this type of goal comes into play and how I could afford to have that one-on-one time. Mm -hmm. Um, But having that specific goal, and I could have had a goal from three to all, all letter sounds, but that's not realistic for most kids when they're coming in and they're in intervention work and they're coming in with three that they know. Mm -hmm. Typically it's A, the first letter of their name and something like X, Y, or Z. You know, one of those um, random letters kind of at the end of the alphabet. So to go from that to knowing every single letter in the alphabet in a short amount of time is not realistic for most kids. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So it's figuring out, you know, in, in the education field, in whatever kind of field you're in, like, you know, the research backing these different concepts and ideas, and you know, it's going to be realistic um, for either, you know, a work goal or a student goal or a kick goal, like maybe even one example I thought of, like for um, like my kid right now at home is big into whining <laughs> and it drives me up a wall. I just cannot oh, handle it. Sure. Yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. Whining is my number one pet peeve. It's just not, nope. <laughs> like you can feel the feelings, but you don't have to whine. Yeah. You can cry. You can be upset. You can yell. You can scream, but you will not whine at me. <laughs> so, you know, I could have a goal, something like, um, you know, um, you know, Isabel goes from whining uh, five times a day to two times a day by, you know, reminders because I've given her reminders that we don't whine to get what we want and giving her other ways uh, to respond. So like giving her the words, like instead of whining, say, um, mom, I wasn't done with that or whatever it could be, but having that goal. So it could be a goal. We've talked a lot about like increasing, Mm -hmm. um, but it could also be decreasing. So it could be a behavior modification. Um, as well and so maybe for me it's like I'll go from drinking five sodas a day to one soda a day and this is how I'll do it Um, and so it's just you know figuring out like the basis of the goal is kind of the easy part but then going through the rest how are you going to make that happen is really what holds you accountable to that goal Mm -hmm. yeah for sure So uh, our big takeaways today, uh, if you're going to be setting goals going into the new year or anytime, and you want to be successful at them, right? Like the whole reason we set goals is so that we can be successful at them. Um, You want to use the SMART goal format, being vague in your goals, not really being specific. This is a surefire way for you to fail at them. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. also kind of going back to last week's episode, we talked about uh, if you have failed at goals before and you are trying to make that goal again, um, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results is not realistic, right? <laughs> like yeah. if, if you are setting the same weight loss goal every January and you're doing the same things and you have the same environment around you, and you haven't changed anything and you haven't reflected on that and you don't even really know why it wasn't working, then again, you're going to fail, right? Um, So going back and doing reflecting on why you failed. And we did talk about that last week. Uh, So, and that's kind of, that was the whole reason for like our year end review or calendar audit. So that you can reflect on the year and see what went well, what didn't go well, what you don't want to repeat, what you do want to repeat and what you want to add in. So reflecting on that stuff is really the only way that you're going to move forward in setting appropriate goals for yourself. 
so the weight loss thing, you know, Hey, this didn't work. And again, bringing those people in, this didn't work because my husband was going to the store and bringing in the ice cream that I know I'm going to eat every night if it's in the freezer and it's calling my name. Uh, he, you know, instead of giving me, allowing me the time to work out, uh, he would always bother me to watch a movie. And oftentimes you guys, that's communication errors on us. Like if we have failed at this goal in the past, are the people around us going to really take us seriously? Right. So using those communication skills, like, Hey, this is very important to me. I really need you to be, um, like you don't have to do it with me yeah supportive you I need you to support me you know so oftentimes that is because we're not communicating what we need to so and you know that's a whole nother episode (laughs) yeah and I think Um, another part of our goals can be if you are setting the same goal part of your steps to reaching that goal you know the daily or the weekly could be you you researching how to do it. So for me, one of the things, one of my goals is um, just like overall being healthier, which anyway, we don't need to go into the specific goal, but one of the ways in which I knew I needed help was in um, how to break habits that are bad. And I knew I needed help with that. I couldn't do that on my own. So finding resources, finding books, finding podcasts about about that um, to to help me learn about how I can even make my goal possible. So still making it your goal, but actively working on figuring out what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oftentimes we get stuck because we're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, Mm -hmm. you guys like Google is your best freaking friend. We have unlimited information at our fingertips. I Google everything, everything. (laughs) So using that as an excuse is a terrible one because we have more resources than anyone has ever had before, you know? So, I mean, and that's so, it can also be a bad thing. (laughs) you, You could get overwhelmed too, but just, you know, taking the time, finding the things that you need, but you know, really taking that time for reflection. Why did you fail? Uh, what things got in your way the last time that prevented you from being successful? Are they going to be a problem again? Because just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. And then what are you going to do to work around that? Because those problems aren't probably going to go away, but you need to figure out a way to get around the problems. All right. Should we end in a, in a quick gratitude session? Well, we are so grateful for you, our listeners, and we are grateful to get to talk to you again next week. We want to thank you guys so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to us chat about healthy family living. We would love to hear your thoughts or any ideas you have for future episodes. So feel free to message us at the teacher mama's podcast at gmail.com or the teacher mama's podcast on Instagram. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave a quick rating or review on whatever platform you're listening from. If something really stood out to you today, don't forget to share it with someone else in your life that might need to hear it too. 
spread the word. Please don't forget to share with your online community and tag us. For more positivity and inspiration on how we navigate life and the things we do on a daily basis to stay sane in the crazy, don't forget to go follow each of us on Instagram. Check the show notes for our handles.